Today's episode is brought to you by Plant-Based Meat, making me feel morally superior one fake chicken nugget at a time. Welcome to Working Drafts. I'm your host, Ted Fox, and if you found this show, it's a podcast dedicated to the craft, the process of writing. And this is typically where I would tell you that we focus on what my guests are currently working on and what they're navigating on the page to bring those stories to life. But today is a little bit different. I don't have a guest. I'm by myself. I'm doing a solo pod today. And I thought I would use that opportunity. I thought I would do this to talk a little bit about my working draft, what I'm working on right now. And I will circle back to the reasons why I'm doing that and making doing something a little bit different today as we go on here. This is kind of a mini episode. I don't imagine it'll take, it'll be more than, you know, eight, nine, 10 minutes, something like that. But so first of all, my working draft, I feel like I should introduce it if I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. It is a, what you might call a rom-com. It's supposed to be funny. There's a romance at the center of it. It involves uh, a married couple who are expecting their first child within the year. And Rachel gets offered or seemingly offered what would be her dream job on the other side of the country. And she doesn't feel like she can pursue it because of the baby being on its way and, and some other things. And Will, her husband, is nervous about her turning it down kind of out of hand. He's nervous about how upset she gets when she says she has to turn it down. So he plans this elaborate but pretty budget-friendly road trip through the Midwest to try and lift her spirits back up. And in the course of doing that, uh, he does something he shouldn't do in trying to get her to pursue this job opportunity. So there's a lot of humor in it, a lot of fun, but also kind of a mistake at the heart of it that threatens to upend their marriage and uh, forces him to kind of do some, some thinking about himself. So that's kind of the general layout of, of what the book is about. And what I wanted to talk about briefly here today on my own is the stage in the writing process that I'm at right now. I'm in what's called the developmental editing process at the moment. And I say this recognizing this could be different with different editors that an author might work with, different publishers. My books are published by Lake Union. It it could be different at different places. So I'm sharing my experience, but I think uh, other writers listening to this, if you've gone through this process, you would probably find uh, a lot of similarity in it. And if you haven't gone through the process, I just thought it might be interesting to know a little bit more about how this stage works, because it's not something we talk about as much. You know, I had a deadline earlier this summer to hand in the book, hand in the draft of the book. So I hand over this, I think at the time it was about an 85,000 word manuscript and you're feeling really good about where the story's at. And you kind of feel in a sense, even though you know edits are coming, you kind of feel like, okay, like I've wrapped it up. I know how the story and et cetera, et cetera. And if you go back um, a couple episodes ago, my one with uh, Kat Higgs Colthard, I believe that was episode two, we talk a little bit about the, you know, as a writer, anytime you hand something in, you want to think that, oh, wow, like this is going to be the best thing they ever read. And it's just going to, you know, blow them away. And they're going to write back and say, we have no changes. It's perfect as it is. And as ridiculous as that sounds, seeing it even now sitting in this uh, room on Labor Day, I'm recording this on Labor Day by myself. Um you still fall into that trap of thinking that and you want that kind of affirmation as unrealistic and really 
as unhelpful as it might be, because what you really want is you want an editor or editors who are going through your work and trying to find ways to help you make it stronger and help uh, help to improve it. So earlier this summer, I handed in that draft and then, you know, several weeks go by and I'm fortunate to be working with two editors on this project and I get a, a long editorial letter back from them as well as line edits in the manuscript. And then what I do is go through and uh, I'm fortunate to be working with two very kind souls who also take the time to point out all the things they think are working well. Uh, I think that's a good note for all of us <laughs> in our day jobs, in our writing, whatever, whenever you can, whenever you're charged with giving people suggestions, also remembering to try and tell them uh, the things that they're doing well can really go a long way in terms of their mindset when they're working on the project. I know it certainly does for me and did for me. So uh, I appreciate them thinking to do that and not just telling me, well, here's where, here's where you can try and dig deeper. But so really what you're doing then is I have this 85,000 man, word manuscript. I have an eight page single spaced editorial letter that I'm reading through to see their thoughts on how different things are working areas where I might heighten stakes or I might make my main character's arc a little more clear uh, where I might make the action a little more propulsive, where I might tie different stops on this road trip together better with the main character's arc so it, it doesn't fall into feeling like episodic, which I think um, was a really insightful note just because I think as someone who writes humor, which I do, it's easy to fall into kind of almost creating these set pieces that are funny in your head. And sometimes it's a little bit harder to string that connective tissue through. Uh, as Kat said in that episode, when we were talking, you know, there's that old line about writing novels is trying to hold an entire world in your head. And sometimes when you try and hold that entire world in your head over the course of a nine month, a year long, a longer writing process, the connective tissue can be hard to keep track of. So having editors who can go in and see that and kind of push you in different places to add more of that connective tissue in is really, really helpful. And I can say that I, I'm recording this, like I said, on Labor Day. I just sent back uh, an updated version of this manuscript. I took Wednesday and Thursday of last week off and have been editing not quite straight through, but almost straight through the last five days. And I had been working on this round of edits for several weeks before that to finish it on uh, my deadline for turning this round in. And I say that with, I expect this to be, knock on wood, but typically how this works, this is the uh, the biggest round of edits this first time through that you will go through in the developmental edit process. Um, I compare it to, I was thinking about this, if I would draw an analogy to it, it's almost like the writing of the book has been this class you've been taking for an entire semester or an entire academic year, and you kind of go through and you have all this knowledge from it. And then you're handing in, um, you're distilling that information down into this one document. And then your teacher, your professor, or whoever it is, is going through and really testing you on how well you know everything you think you know from having been in that class for a year. So I've created these characters. I've created this world. I've created the conflict in this world. And at this point, after having written this entire draft, 
I should know how my characters would react in certain situations. I should know how they would feel in certain situations or how they would interact with one another or what they might be struggling with or what they might be saying or not saying. And now it is my editor going through in spots where maybe I've glossed over that a little bit. Maybe there's a little more I could dig into to pull out. And the editor is saying, okay, what are they thinking here? This will help the reader if we see more of what they're thinking or feeling here, or this part isn't clear to me. I know it's clear to you in your mind, Ted, but it's not clear on the page. And so it almost becomes like this. I don't know if an editor would want to call it this, but like a final exam kind of test to be like, okay, like how well do you know these people? And the better that you know them, the more compelling the finished product is going to be. And if that sounds like it could be overwhelming at times, if it could be grueling at times, it is. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it isn't. There's times when it you want to say, well, what do you mean you don't know what they're thinking there? Of course you know what they're thinking. But there's other times where it gets very exhilarating to see the story taking on these new dimensions that maybe you didn't realize it could when you first put it down or there was something that's been in your head about these characters the entire time that you just haven't gotten out in the right way. And this is your opportunity to do that. It's also exhilarating, frankly, just to know that there's these really talented people spending this time with something that you've written and trying to help you make it better. Uh, I talk about this a lot. I think all writers talk about this a lot. Writing is kind of a solitary pursuit. And so when you can involve others in it who want to see your story, not only want to see your story succeed, but investing their own time and talent into making it successful, um, that's it's a really cool thing. So I'm sitting here, if I sound like I'm <laughs> revved up or rambling, I literally just hit sent on uh, this draft within the last hour. I know there's more changes to come. The, you know, the process isn't done yet, but I feel like the story really took a big step forward um, in this round. And, and that's what the developmental edit process is for. So like I said, as much as we want to think we just crank these things out and wow, it's the best thing anyone's ever read. Uh, it really does take a whole team of people to get a book to the point where you as a reader are picking it up and thinking, yeah, this is pretty good. This is pretty decent. This person seemed like they know what they, what they were doing. And the editorial team at a publisher, uh, they really are unsung heroes in that. I mean, when this book comes out, it will be my name that gets to go on the cover because I'm the one who wrote it, but it would not be in that state that it is without those people working with me in this case or working with any author in another case to make sure that book gets to the point that it needs to get to, to hopefully reach its fullest potential. So um, I will thank them in my acknowledgments, of course, but um I'm thankful to them here as well. Tiffany and Aaron, thank you so much for that. So that was the first thing I wanted to do today. That was the longer part of what I wanted to do today because I felt like I was at a good point to talk about where I am in the process. And, and maybe I'll do um, other episodes, solo episodes like this in the future. But the second half and the s second part of the title of this episode about self-care, the other reason why I'm doing a solo podcast today is because... I've been really busy trying to get these edits done, and I was stressed trying to find a guest for this month's episode, and when was I going to have a time to talk to them, and 
there's just a lot going on at the moment. And I was concerned, oh, I'm not going to be able to do a podcast this month. I just started this thing and I'm going to have to take a break already. And then I realized, no, I could do something different. I could do this solo episode, share a little bit about my experience and that it was okay to give myself permission to do something different in the interest of self-care, in the interest of allowing myself a little bit of grace to just sit down today for, I guess I've gone over 10 minutes now. You've probably already figured out that I like to talk a lot, but to give myself that little bit of grace to say, okay, you can just do this on your own this month, still have something in your feed. I suppose if I were truly embracing the true essence of self-care, I would have just said, no, I'll just take the month off from doing an episode, but I like talking to you. However many of you are listening to this, um, I appreciate you being here and listening to it. And um, so it's advice for all of us as writers, but I think it's probably advice for all of us gen- generally. Um, when you can find those opportunities to show yourself a little bit of grace, do try and go ahead and take them because it can make a big difference. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I will be back next month, maybe with an interview with a guest or maybe another one of these, depending on how I'm feeling. But um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this one. I appreciate you coming back. Do check out our last three episodes with some awesome guests that I've had on the show. And I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. New episodes of Working Drafts come out on the 15th of the month. For more, visit my website, thetedfox.com.